I'm Courtney Deegan, and this is The Pricing on the Cake. Welcome to episode six of The Pricing on the Cake, the show that's all about growing a profitable business confidently. If you're a woman who's had your business for five years or less and you want to become more confident in pricing, then this is the show for you. In today's episode, I'm going to be chatting to you about seven hacks from psychology that make your customers say yes, or at least make it more likely that your customers will say yes. This comes off the back of a blog post that I did earlier this week talking about five hacks. That post was quite popular. It got a lot of engagement, a lot of responses from people, and a number of people said that they found it really helpful. So I wanted to recreate that in voice and video format for you today and also share an extra two bonus hacks from psychology. Psychological pricing and marketing things are always really, really popular, I think because a lot of it seems common sense, uh, but we just don't know it, right? It's not until you learn about these hacks that you go, oh, yeah, that makes so much sense. I can see why that would be the case or why that would be a phenomenon. So without further ado, let's jump into the seven psychology hacks that can make your customers say yes. So first up, you've probably already heard about it. It's FOMO. FOMO is a really interesting one. Even though a lot of people use the word in a lot of different ways, it actually does have a very deep rooting in our brain in terms of the psychology of how we think. The reason that the idea of missing out freaks us out so much is if you go back, way back to cavewoman days, if you missed out on something, you could miss out on food, you could miss out on shelter, you could miss out on being kept in the group. That could put you in a lot of danger. And so we're actually really driven to not miss out on things that other people are getting because it triggers something in us that makes us feel like we could be in danger if we start missing out on things. So the way to activate this hack is to be sure to use language that's going to emphasize the fact that your customers could miss out on something if they don't buy from you. So some ways that you could do this could be to say things like, uh, you know, this many people have already tried this and love it. Don't miss out. Or time is running out to buy our most popular XYZ yet. You want to talk about the fact that these products are really popular, that other people have used them. Use really specific details, specific number of people. You know, you could say something like more than 2,000 or more than 3,000 people have already used this and they love it. Or, you know, nine out of 10 people say that our product is five-star quality or something like that. You want to draw your customer's attention to the fact that other people are using your product and they love it. That's how you activate the FOMO hack. Next up is social proof. It's another marketing buzzword that gets thrown around a lot. You may already have an idea of what it means. Of course, humans as a social species, we rely on what others are doing to decide what we ourselves should be doing. We kind of don't always know what we should be doing in a given circumstance. And we figure if we do things that everyone else are doing, we're more likely to be kept in the group, right? And that, again, same as the first point, it keeps us safe. If we're a part of the group, that means we get to share in the food and the shelter and all of those lovely cave time things, right? So with social proof, what you want to do to activate this hack is to share things like reviews and testimonials or share photos of customers using your product or service or even better, videos of them. You could share interviews that you've done with them, with them talking about why they worked with you, what difference it's made, how their life is different now. So those are a few different ways that you can activate the social proof hack. 
The third hack that I want to talk to you about is prospect theory. Now, prospect theory is a term from behavioral economics, comes from Amos Tversky and Daniel Kahneman, who are considered uh, two of the main godfathers of behavioral economics, which is essentially a a field that studies human behavior in, in economic circumstances, so buying and things like that. What prospect theory talks about is the fact that humans feel the pain of loss twice as much as they feel the pleasure of gain. So, for example, if you lost $100, from your wallet, that would be twice as painful as the pleasure of gaining $100 is basically what they found through a number of studies and experiments. So to activate this hack, what you want to do is in your marketing and in your communications, you can focus on some of the ways that your customers might lose if they don't buy your product or service. And doing this, you bring their attention to something that they could lose and this drives them towards buying behavior. A really good example that I like to use with a lot of VAs, because I do work with a lot of VAs, is to have the VA say something like, stop losing precious time in your business. Let me take up the admin work, the uh, the bookkeeping, the design in your business so that you can have some time back and stop losing time that you would rather spend working on your business or working with other clients or spending with your family. The fourth hack is known as the magnetic middle. Not only are humans loss averse, we are also risk averse as well. We don't like doing things that are risky because it could be dangerous. Again, going back to cave times. Basically, we don't want to be on the bleeding edge of something, but we also don't want to be dead last. We like being in the middle. It makes us feel comfortable because that's where we think we have the least amount of risk. This is why when you're given three options, most people tend to gravitate towards the middle option. You don't want to choose the cheapest option because it might not be good enough. You don't want to choose the most expensive option because you might get ripped off, right? And so we figure that it's probably the best option to go with the middle option. There are a couple of different ways that you can activate this hack in terms of the magnetic middle. You can do it verbally when you're explaining to a customer about extremes in your industry or where customers normally sit. You can also do it visually. You can show a graph of where your customer sits in terms of maybe their growth towards something or their use of something or their progress in something. If you show them very much to the left or very much to the right, you can actually use that as a way to influence their behavior one way or another. I do also want to make a quick note here. I know that a few people sometimes say that behavioral economics can be used to kind of manipulate people into certain decisions. And I just wanted to say that that's never, never, never what you want to do. You never want to take advantage of your customers. Not only will this be really good for you in the long run in terms of your business, but it will be good for your customers in the long run as well. When you help them make really good decisions, even if you use things like behavioral science to help them get there, they are so much more thankful for the fact that you've looked out for them and you've looked after them. They're also then much more likely to be happy. They're more likely to be loyal because you've acted with integrity and with kindness and you've been true to your own values. The fifth hack is novelty. As humans, even though we like familiarity, we like safety and security, we are also really driven towards things that are new and exciting. It gives us a real rush of dopamine, especially when we feel like we've discovered something new. It makes us feel really, really good about ourselves. And so using this is a really powerful way to drive instant behavior as well. You can activate this hack by using subject lines for your newsletters, saying things like new or announcing or introducing or even discover if you would prefer a verb. Now, the sixth hack that I want to tell you about is costly signaling theory. I have written a little bit about this, but essentially it's a theory that comes from biology. 
And it comes from how bees and flowers kind of interact with each other. So in general, a flower will spend a ton of resources, you know, energy, time, and all of that good stuff, making itself really big and pretty to attract as many bees to it as possible so that it can then pollinate to other flowers in the field and reproduce and etc. What happens on the bee side is that they see the amount of effort that a flower has put in. It sees that it's really big and it's really pretty and it's, you know, it looks very strong and very healthy. And the bee thinks to itself, oh, it's put so much effort into this. It must be a really good flower. I'll go to that one, right? Now, a similar thing happens in humans. When you go to a restaurant and you notice that they've spent a lot of money on things like the kind of furniture they have, the kind of glassware they have, the uh, amount of interior design that they have invested in, you automatically assume that they are doing really well and that's how they've been able to spend so much money. You think even subconsciously to yourself, wow, they spent so much money on all this stuff. They must be doing really well. They must be really good. And this is how costly signaling works. And this is why it's called that. It's called costly signaling. You are signaling to other people that you are really good because you have spent so much money costs on things to make yourself look good. This is why cafes and restaurants have, you know, really fancy stuff inside, really nice furnishings, uh, you know, everything just looks schmick. The interior design's all decked out. You instantly just think, wow, this place must be doing really well. It's just an automatic assumption that humans make. You can activate this hack by doing something very, very similar in your business. Things like getting a really good graphic designer, making sure that your design is cohesive so that you are consistent everywhere, right? The colors and the fonts and everything that you use is consistent everywhere. You can do it by things like actually wearing jewelry on videos is actually another way to use costly costly signaling theory, right? Because by wearing jewelry, I'm signaling to you, even though I didn't intend it. And even though you're not thinking about it consciously, you see the jewelry that someone is wearing and you think, oh, they must be doing really well for themselves. They've gone out and they've bought this jewelry. They must be really good at what they do. Now, again, it's not something I'm intentionally doing, but it is a really interesting fact that does happen with people when they see someone wearing jewelry. All right. Last but not least, hack number seven is because. The word because, and this is something I learned from Nancy Harhart, who is a behavioral scientist. I I really, really adore her. I love her work. I really recommend reading her books if you are interested in this sort of thing. But the word because is such a powerful word. It's so simple and yet it can drive a lot of behavior. If you explain something to someone, if you tell them, you know, you need to do this or you should do this, that's going to have some effect. But if you put a because in front of that, you drive behavior so much more. The word because, and a lot of psychologists believe that it's linked to the fact that when we're children, we keep asking our parents things all the time, saying, why do I need to do this? Why do I need to do that? And our parents are like, because, 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 because. And so now we're trained as adults to ascribe quite a lot of importance to the word because. And so as soon as we hear the word because, it doesn't really matter what comes after it. We instantly assume, oh, there's a good reason for it. There was a really interesting study where they looked at this exact phenomenon. There were people lining up for a a Xerox machine, a printer, and they had someone trying to cut in the line. And the most effective statement was, I need to cut in because I need to make some copies. Now, obviously everyone in that line needs to make copies, right? But nine times out of 10, or actually 93 or 94% of the time, this person was allowed to cut in simply because they use the word because. So 
obviously then to activate this hack, find a way that you can use the word because in some of your marketing, especially in some of your promotions, it's going to amplify the power of the pull in terms of your pitches or different ads and things that you put out. And remember too, again, even though these are psychological hacks that are basically leveraging the way that people think and behave, be sure that you are doing it in your customer's best interest. It's such an important thing to be aware of. Even though you have this knowledge, please, 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 I encourage you to use it for good. And I know that you will. So there you have it. There are seven hacks from psychology that can make your customers say yes or make it more likely that your customers say yes. That is all from this week. Do check out the blog version of this episode. It's on my website at CourtneyDegan.com. If you did like this, please share it with a friend, share the podcast or the YouTube channel with a friend. Don't forget to like and subscribe and leave us a review or a comment below. As always, don't forget you can access more free resources in my free Facebook group, The Pricing on the Cake. And until next time, I'll see you then. Bye-bye.